You're listening to Inspiration for Ministry, a podcast by Newbold that supports students who are taking their ministerial training. Now, some of you might still be considering only the career in ministry. Others are well on the way of reaching their dreams, and some others are maybe still sitting on the fence. No matter your place in this, this program is for you. My name is Daniel Pushkash, and I sit down with some amazing people who are going to share parts of their inspiring journeys with us. So today we have with us Pastor Anna Muller uh, from Denmark. Anna May works as a pastor in Copenhagen in a cafe church. She is also working as a family and children ministries director in Danish Union of Conferences. So Anna May, thank you for being with us and welcome to the program. Thank you. Pleasure. So Anna May, uh, just as an introduction, so to say, uh, can you share with us maybe for how long have you been working um, as, a, as a pastor and maybe at this point, uh, what is some focus that you have in your ministry? I uh, graduated with a bachelor degree in theology from Newville College back in the last century. <laughs> 1994, I think it was. And I came back to Denmark and began working in ministry. Um, I have worked in different areas of ministry. Um, and I've always felt that where I was working was where God called me to work. Mm. I have had different experiences and different fields of work, but I've always enjoyed it. So, I, well, 94, that must be like uh, 26, 27 years ago, I, I came back. Then I had a few years off when the kids were young. Mm. All right, so very good experience then. And as far as I remember, you're still, uh, you're back, so to say, at Newbold, finishing your MA degree uh, at the moment, right? I am. I'm a part-time student at Newbold uh, doing my master's degree uh, in theology. So I came back after 20 plus years <laughs> to finish <laughs> my great. master's. That's great. Great message, actually. Never, It's never late to do master's, right? <laughs> never too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, Anime, uh, we are looking forward to, to listening to, to, to you sharing your, your experience definitely with us. Um, and basically in the program, we have these two main aspects of uh, conversations. So the first one is the inspirational part, so to say, and that is uh, to share with the world uh, and with the people that might be interested or they're on this route to, to being pastors. What would you say is the maybe main reason why someone would choose to be a pastor and maybe something for, from your experience that is truly inspirational in this ministry? If I can tell a little bit about my own experience, it, sure. um, I think it's important to listen to where God is calling you. And I felt a strong calling after I graduated from, from the Danish school. Um, and had to decide what area of work did I want to go into? What kind of education should I go, should I take? And uh, I remember I was uh, looking through this uh, pamphlet from pamphlets from different universities in Denmark, and they all had these. You know, you could study biology, or you could study geography, or chemistry, or whatever it was, and. And suddenly this thought came into my mind that all this is useless 
unless I know God? And why would I study um, in a different field when I could study theology? And I just felt this strong calling to go into theology. And um, I started praying about it and some, well, different things happened that kind of showed me that this was the direction that I should take. So I, I've had this calling since I was probably 18 or 19 years old. And uh, I am of the opinion that I do not have a lifelong calling. Understand me right now. I do believe that it is a ongoing calling that I should listen to. So I know that God called me once, but that is not enough for me. I need to constantly be aware of where is God leading me now. And I think it's important to listen to that voice that tells you, how can, how can I best serve God is, needs to be my question all the time. And uh, so far, it has been in employed ministry for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And um, I hope that's that is his lifelong calling for me, but I I want to always be um, be listening to where God is calling me. Mm. Th that's such a great concept. I have to say, I never heard someone uh, phrasing it like that. So, so I think it's really good to, to share like that. Uh, mm. Just maybe to to add. Um, is there something that, that maybe in your experience within certain churches, maybe that, that you served, uh, well, is something that stays in your mind, like amazing experience? What's in my mind? Because I noticed you're working in the cafe church in Copenhagen. That's, that's always a church that I wanted to visit, at least to see how it functions, so to say, what's, what's the emphasis. So is there maybe like, you know, aspect of uh, working in that church that, that makes you really inspired to, to go back there from week to week, you know, I don't know, just to share something. Yeah, you're, you're very welcome once this pandemic is over. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say, I, I, I really love that church. And uh, one of the reasons why is that we're never afraid to ask questions and we're never afraid to ask, how can we be a relevant church where we are right now? Which mm -hmm. is our main question. How does what we preach, how does what we teach, how does the way that we live become relevant to the average Dane in Copenhagen? And I think it is always good to ask yourself those questions Mm. Um, and it's also good as a church to ask yourself those hard questions from time to time. Are what we are doing, the way we are doing things, the language we're speaking, the programs we're having, the structure we have around our, our uh, worships, um, how, how do they help us in reaching out? Mm. Mm. Um, and uh, this uh, this the, this Corona situation we're in right now has been another challenge, as, as it has been for all churches. And I'm so proud of my church for actually having found ways to still be a church, even though our churches are closed right now. Mm. Um, and uh, that that is really uplifting because suddenly you see that we can do church in different ways. And that church is not the the bricks um, church mm. is actually where we are. So we have developed this whole new concept that we call couch church, 
mm-hmm. um, that we do on Sabbath mornings uh, on Zoom. And we have had some amazing worships, um, just doing it different ways. We've had panel discussions. We have had uh, different dilemmas that we have talked about. We have had very interesting discussions um, that I think can happen when you have a church that is willing to to be agile, to to adapt to the situation and be relevant in the community that you are in. So that is really an inspiration mm. to me to work in that mm. church. Now you mentioned that church. Mm. I have other experiences that I come back to, and, and one of them is quite old, but it has kind of stuck in my mind and in my mm. heart that, I, that, you know, sometimes you have to have these experiences that you come back to when you feel down or you feel disappointed. and. Um, it is many years back, and a young teenager came up to me, and, and she asked me, will you baptize me? And I said, yes, of course I will. And, and we started Bible studies, and, um, and just the night before she was baptized, we met in the church and, you know, ran over the program and, and stuff. And, and then I asked her, so why did you actually ask me to baptize you? Because I was not the pastor in that church. I was working as the union youth director at that time. Mm-hmm. And she said these words to me that had kind of stuck with me. And it, it's not to praise myself, I'm saying it. It's just to, to explain to you a, a mindset. And she said, because you were always there for us. Mm. And I think as a pastor and as a church, we sometimes get so caught up in programs and we have to do this and, and Bible studies have to look like this, that we sometimes forget just to be with the people. Mm. So the sense that she had, that I was available to her was what made her ask me to baptize her. And as I said, it's it's not to praise me that I'm telling this story. It's just something that I need to go back to from time to time when I get caught up in a busy schedule, Mm. that I'm so busy, busy doing events and programs that I sometimes forget that where I can actually change um, and, and show people the way to God is when I'm with people, when I'm available to them, and when we can actually have this walk together uh, where we get to know God better. So that has kind of been a defining moment in my ministry as well that I come back to from time to time. I mean, that's that's amazing, and that's truly inspirational experience, honestly. And then whenever we mention something like this, I always feel like, okay, that would be great to continue with this, but then we have to also mention the other part <laughs> of the ministry, which is also in our conversation, that supportive part. And you did mention a little bit already uh, what, what you do when it comes to certain challenges. And this is this um, um, second part of the conversation, so to say, um, it's, it's real life, so to say, it's reality of, of a pastoral experience to face certain challenges, uh, not all, only the, the great things like you mentioned. But what would be maybe your message? Uh, how, how do you go through these kind of experiences? What would be your message maybe to other people who need to have that in mind that probably that's going to come up in their experience also when they work as pastors and they need to overcome it? Mm. Um. I know this is maybe obvious to some, but as a female pastor, um, I, of course, have some challenges that are unique to me. And uh, if, um, if, yeah, let, let me try and explain a little bit about that. 
when I was young and felt the calling for the first time, I I really wasn't thinking about the fact that I was a woman and that would be a problem. It it didn't really take up much in my mind. I didn't see it as a problem. I couldn't see the, the difficulty in it. Um, even though I didn't know any female pastors. And when I came back from Newbold, I was, we were two that were employed at the same time and we were the first full-time employed female pastors in Denmark. So I didn't have any role models, but it didn't bother me because I just, I was maybe young and naive and uh, and I just felt this calling and I studied at Newbold and then came back and I began working. And I didn't, face any challenges really of course there were challenges I can tell you those another time but I must say that as time went by and we came close to the 2015 um, and a whole lot of discussion about theology of ordination came up Mm. and for the first time I actually felt that my church didn't want me not my local church, not the Danish, the Danish mm. part of the church, but the world church. And I, I had that. That was a struggle to me. And uh, it is strange that you can work so many years for the church and not really have felt felt mm. it mm. until then. But at that time, it came. It came up many times, and you had these study committees and all mm. these things about. And I remember that one day I, I was really frustrated about this and I took a walk, which I do when I am really frustrated. That is where I actually talk to God. And I am not the kind of person that can tell you a lot of stories where I can tell you, well, God said to me or God talked to me or God showed me because I don't have those kind of experiences. But I have this one and I I heard God and it was it was I can I can tell you it, I, I really heard the voice. It wasn't just something, you know, in my heart or a thought or something. In my ears I heard him. And he said, You've got to preach. And that was all. And since then, it was just like, he didn't say, oh, you have to fight for the women's right to be ordained in the Adventist church. He didn't say, oh, you have to go and change the church or you have to go and change the world or you have to change your attitude or anything. He just said this to me, you've got to preach. And that has been an encouragement to me because I know that no matter if my church accepts me or the the world church accepts me or or no matter what, I know that God has a has a plan for me, and I can I can fulfill that calling. No matter where I am, if I'm employed, if I'm not employed by the church, I can still fulfill that calling of preaching His word. And um, yeah, that was that was a strong experience for me. Maybe you would put it in the inspiration section in the beginning, but, both, but it was both. also it was also it is a challenge for me because mm. I'm I'm still struggling with that feeling accepted even though I, I know I'm accepted locally but mm. I also know that um, there are people that don't think that I should preach um, and that is a challenge and, and uh, yeah but I know mm. I know God wants me to preach so I can live with that 
Mm. And basically, you're just following what God calls you to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, thank you for, for sharing that because I, I believe that uh, many, many, as you said, female pastors and those who are studying at the moment theology, is it here at New World or somewhere else, probably are going to th- through those questions, you know, once they finish their studies, uh, what is the future in, in a way uh, within all of those issues. So thanks for, for sharing that uh, because I believe it's really um, authentic and real uh, that it's a need uh, to, to be shared. Anami, thanks a lot. We came to the end of our conversation and I'm sure that this is going to be very much beneficial for, for many who are going to listen. For those of you who have, who have been following us today also, thank you for being with us. And you're going, you're going to be able to uh, catch up with the previous um, uh, episodes as well. So you'll be able to see that in descriptions. And uh, please feel free to maybe get in touch if you have any questions that you would like to uh, like us to ask maybe in these conversations. We're going to have them throughout the semester here at Newbold. So I'm hoping that God is going to be with you on your journey in uh, finding the best way how to answer that call that he has placed in your heart. May God be with you. And Anna thank you very much for being, uh, again, for being with us today. Thank you. 